Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. As you start the sitting, it's always helpful, I find, to get grounded in your body. <clears throat> Just to have a, a sense of connection. Connection to the earth. Letting the support of the earth <clears throat> be here for you. Whenever you're feeling really lost or um, confused, you can always come back to the fact that you're sitting here and feeling the earth's support. Letting your body be both an expression of uprightness, dignity, alertness. Thich Nhat Hanh suggests sitting like a mountain that's strong and worthy of respect, here for any changes in the weather. And at the same time, a sense of ease and receptivity, inviting any places of tension or holding to soften. You might also, as Thich Nhat Hanh also suggests um, to sit with a soft half smile on your face. Just like the Buddha's half smile, just the slight upcurling of the lips that creates some spaciousness in the mind and in the heart. You might also Take a few deeper breaths as you start the period and breathe in a calming energy. Let it fill your whole being. And as you exhale, let go. Relax, let go of anything that you don't need. We've included a number of different aspects of our experience in the meditation, and I want to just review and hopefully give you a sense of clarity on how to, the many ways to meet the moment. There's the home base or anchor if you find that the breath is a good place to come back to, just knowing that you're sitting here breathing, whether the rising and falling of the belly or the chest or the in and out at the nostrils or the whole body expanding and contracting, by now you've probably picked one of those as your general place to return to whenever you're confused or scattered or not much is happening and you just want to rest in the moment and connecting with that bare experience of breathing. 
or you can use another alternative home base if the the breath is not the best one for you whether it's feeling your body sitting here feeling sensations opening to sounds having some place to return to uh, can be very helpful so you're not wondering how to connect with the moment <clears throat> but within that let the mind be open receptive and if something calls your attention away from that home base then that becomes the new subject of your mindfulness a strong sensation in the body pleasant or unpleasant just letting yourself feel it if you can be balanced with it then it can be the subject as long as you're connected with it <clears throat> if it's a struggle at some point then take care of yourself and move mindfully if you need to or turn your attention elsewhere if your mind is getting a bit tired and um, challenged to stay with the difficult sensation. You don't have to stay with something <clears throat> if it's a struggle. Much better to find another object. <clears throat> or you can open up to sounds the sounds in the room, the sound of silence when it's predominant, just noticing that. <clears throat> if images become strong, simply notice that you're seeing. Nothing that you need to fix or change, just to be aware of this moment's experience. Yesterday, <clears throat> in the instructions, uh, Howie also mentioned about opening up to different mind states, emotions or feelings, which are clearly part of our experience in life and on the cushion or the, the chair. And the key to opening up to emotions or mind states is to not get lost in the story which is where we usually stay and not realizing that we're swept up in the emotion looking at it looking at our experience through that filter but rather to turn your awareness to the feeling as it expresses itself in the body or in the mind <clears throat> to first recognize what am I feeling right now? Oh, this is sadness. This is joy. This is doubt. This is love. When the 
feeling becomes strong, it's a very valid and helpful subject of your mindfulness so you are clear in what you're experiencing. To recognize it, to allow it to be here, and to bring an interest to it, to explore it. Oh, this is what this one feels like in my belly or my chest or wherever it manifests. Oh, this is what it feels like in the mind. And just letting it be how it is, not taking it personally. It's just a mind state that's part of being human. And if you can feel it without getting lost or confused by it, there's a freedom, there's an awareness that is holding that experience without getting caught, without getting lost, but is truly connecting with what's happening right now. So this is true whether it's a challenging emotion, mindfulness helps to mitigate the, um, the confusion that can come and weaken, weakens that mind state. And if it's a pleasant feeling, wholesome mind state, as we've been saying, let yourself feel it. Oh, this is what joy feels like. Not grasping, but just completely opening to it feeling the landscape in the body and in the mind. And the same is true with thoughts. Rather than getting into the, the content of the thought, to simply know that thinking is happening, there's a freedom in that. You're simply knowing another aspect of experience. It doesn't matter whether it's a pleasant thought or an unpleasant thought. All are equal. Oh, thinking, that's what's going on. Often when you realize that you've been thinking, the thoughts aren't fed by the story. And so they can dissolve, often do dissolve. You don't need to hold on to or find out where they're going or why they're here. You can see how empty those thoughts are as soon as you recognize, oh, thinking, or planning, or remembering. If it's clear what kind of a thought it is, it can be helpful to just notice, oh, there's that. The judging mind, the planning mind. If there's a persistent thought that keeps on coming, a persistent story, often it's being fueled by an emotion underneath. And so you might just ask if there's a continual theme that comes up, what am I feeling? And then going into, as I just said, feeling it how it manifests in the body.
letting go of the story and just feeling directly, oh, this is what's here right now. If all of this seems like a lot to remember, it's actually very simple. It all comes down to knowing what's happening right now. Letting it be how it is. And if you can't let it be how it is, taking care of yourself in whatever way is skillful. What's happening right now? Allowing it as it is and opening to it with a very relaxed, interested, and kind awareness. The mind will wander. Don't take it personally. You're exploring the human experience. And you might have an attitude of just making this like a game. This is not a pass-fail test. It's just an awareness game. And every time you realize you've gone, appreciate the fact that you've just woken up again and let the return, the reconnection with this moment be done with great kindness and patience and just the sincere intention to be here once again. That's where the training occurs and the attitude we bring to this process. Each time reconnecting in a very loving way and beginning again, just one moment at a time.
start the meditation right now. Let go of everything that's happened up till this moment. Let this be the beginning. No need to try to make anything happen. Just open to what's here in a very <clears throat> kind and interested, receptive attitude. What's happening right now?
Notice uh, when the sitting ends, if there's any kind of report card on how you did. Oh, I'm still spaced out, you know. Oh, I still have these feelings, you know. Hey, I think I'm pretty good at it now, you know. Don't believe it. Just notice and let it go. And whatever happened was just what happened. You don't have to take credit or blame. You just show up and that's enough. That's your end of the deal. Leave the rest to the Dharma. So we can take some time if there's any any questions uh, about practice or anything that's coming up for you. Right here. Um, so I noticed um, a strong sensation. It felt like an energy channel. Like, you know how you can feel shapes in your body? It felt like a, like a cylindrical shape from my neck down the shoulder into my heart. I felt like it was like pulling on my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. It was like a sweet and very sour feeling. And it felt like longing. And um, I appreciated you talking about going into the physical body because it was helpful for me to go toward it mm-hmm. and to find the shape of it and the quality of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that it usually comes up for me on like day three of retreat, which is like where we are, more or less. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it's from lack of physical contact, like with my husband and with my kids. And it's big longing. And people will come up and and it can be super strong. And I found that it went right over an area that was here, where I always felt a hollowness, even when I was a really young child. And I used to, on the playground, ask my friends to just squeeze right there. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this is that it's in that energy channel. It's like this need to be touched, this need to be squeezed, like this need to squeeze somebody else, like mm-hmm. that connecty thing. Yes, and uh, and it's been there since forever. And and is. You're just noticing it. Yeah, I just was with it. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. was interesting about staying with it for a long time and noticing it and watching it is that eventually I could go back and use my hands. This time as my point of focus sensation of hands. I was eventually able to be with my hands again. Mm-hmm. And it was there. But I was also with my hands. Good. And it was what it was. Excellent. So she noticed there was this a kind of uh, an energy channel as she describes that there was some sensations and hollowness, and, and she said it, it, it seemed to be connected to some feeling of longing and, and, uh, and wanting contact and touch, and, and that it, was, it seemed to be there for, for her whole life. And, uh, and she was able to be with it, and then after a while just uh, got grounded in contact with the hands. And... Um, and she was able to just let it be what it was. Excellent. That's the idea. The one thing that I would, I would just um, uh, be somewhat judicious about when you're feeling the feelings, um, sometimes there'll be information like, oh, this is, this is connected with longing or this is that wanting to, to have contact and touch. Uh, and sometimes it'll be 
you know, clear and obvious, but don't necessarily need to come to a particular interpretation or conclusion. It is just what it is. Sometimes something becomes revealed, but often to just let it be how it is and learn to open to it as it is, um, there's a kind of healing just in the spacious awareness of it. In the feeling, you might notice, oh, here's wanting. This is associated with wanting. An old companion that we've had our whole lives when we were little boys and girls, wanting, oh, and I can be with wanting too. I can be with anger too. I can be with sadness or joy or whatever as well and just be a loving witness for it. So you got the idea and when it's a little bit you're getting lost to just come back grounded in the present moment and that allows the spaciousness to just for it for it just to be there as it is. That's exactly the idea. Thank you. Back there. Yes. Okay, the, the difference between mindfulness and concentration, what is the role of concentration in this practice? Mindfulness and concentration are two of the factors of, of enlightenment, and they work together. Concentration, there's a few different kinds of concentration. There's concentration um, in which there's a, a one-pointedness, say, feeling the breath and just staying at that particular site and the, the mind becomes collected and focused. Um, and that is a kind of training. It's sharpening the attention so that it is stable and can see things in a more connected and deeper way than is normally available. So we spend the first day or so just collecting and gathering on the breath, for instance, or whatever your home base is. Then to apply that connection to the present in a more open way, mindfulness is noticing one moment after another, experience is changing. And so you sharpen the awareness and then you can apply it to noticing the reality of changing experience. Oh, here's the breath, here's a sound, here's a sensation, here's a feeling. And noticing that moment after moment is very liberating because then you see there's nothing to hold on to. It's all changing. As Joseph Goldstein says, holding on to that which is changing is like rope burn. Remember when you were in gym and you slid down, ah, don't need to hold on to, don't hold on to what's changing. And seeing that in a mindful way is very liberating because then, as Deborah was saying last night, we can let go of changing experience. We never could hold on to it anyway, even though we tried. There's another kind of concentration as well that comes from moment to moment to moment connection with experience where the mind isn't 
isn't, uh, isn't flitting about, but is here for this, now here for this, here for this. This usually takes a few days to, uh, to establish that momentum of mindfulness. That kind of concentration is called kanaka samadhi, or moment-to-moment concentration, which is just as powerful and, uh, and even more liberating than an uh, absorption, one-pointed concentration. But they work together. They're support for each other. Mm. Tell from an yeah, okay, so a wholesome state versus an unwholesome state. Uh, that I talk a lot about it. The Buddha talked a lot about it too, so I'm just kind of uh, <laughs> repeating what he was saying. Um, and that is, uh, that's the essence of wise effort, to, to cultivate the wholesome and to uh, diminish or weaken the unwholesome. Think of it in terms of... Um, uh, healthy or unhealthy, or unhealthy in the sense of there are states of suffering, all the contracted states of mind that are part of being human, so it's not like you want to or need to get rid of them, whether it's anger or fear or grasping or um, confusion or all of those states where the mind becomes unclear and you can feel it in the body as well as the mind and the heart becomes contracted. They're unpleasant states and we can't see clearly when we're caught in them. Like the hindrances? Hindrances, all the hindrances are unwholesome states, are akusala. All the wholesome states that the Buddha said recommended to cultivate are states of well-being non-greed or generosity or letting go, uh, non-hatred, loving-kindness, non-delusion or clarity, uh, compassion, equanimity, all of that good stuff that is also part of being human. And he said, we can train our minds and our hearts so that when an unwholesome state arises, that part of being human arises, we don't get confused and lost. And that we can cultivate wholesome states. They're part of who we are, and it's just training the mind and the heart to, um, to both cultivate them, and when they're here, to really be present for them, so that we deepen that as our, our default setting. And he said, this is a way to experience true happiness and it also creates the conditions for liberating freedom to arise. So you benefit both in the experience in the moment and in the cultivation or the the creating the conditions for the deepest kind of awakening. So anytime you're feeling a, a pleasant state that's not necessarily about, oh, I just love the way this feels, but it's, there's joy here, or there's delight here. Not so much about the object, but intrinsically, oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is a good thing. Don't miss it, and just allow it to be experienced fully. Okay, maybe one last one over here.
Very what? Uh, very hyper aware of your body. Detriment to be so hyper aware of your body? It starts becoming um, that very fine line of work of fixing, like I try to breathe into a space, mm. constantly fixating on a subtle imagery and adjustments and breathing, and I certainly right. feel that that's not helpful. Right, right. It, it's true. Uh, so she she senses this constant fixing of how to breathe into the body and and make it open or whatever. Yeah, when don't get into a project. Um, <laughs> this is this is something that takes some <clears throat> some. Uh, resolve and some restraint sometimes you can make a slight adjustment and breathe in and relax that can be very useful up to a point but where it's like oh maybe i'll just just a little tweak here or a little then then it'll be okay you're actually there's a contraction because there's a trying to fix and so one of the most amazing things about practice is when you don't mess around too much and you just allow and are interested, the awareness itself is very opening and freeing. And there's an unwinding that occurs all on itself, but not because you're trying to make it happen. You know, the old uh, party puzzle where you have the finger, the fingers in there and you're, uh, the more you try, the more you're stuck and you just relax and stop trying, and then things can resolve. So if you're finding yourself fixing, see if you can just allow, and if the body becomes too much of a focus, then just open up to sounds, or open up to other parts of the body that aren't so compelling, and just take a break, and in that break, you can allow as well. If you're getting all wound up, then you can do the self-compassion practice and just, okay, well, let's just hold this with kindness. But the project just gets in the way. So that can be an important part of your practice as well, to let go of the project and just allow. Jeez. Yeah. I want to say one thing if I can. Okay. Let's see if I'm on. There we go. Um, this is a perfect connection to a number of people have spoken to me about turn it down a bit yeah, yeah the laugh thanks neck raise your hand if you're aware of your neck right and so um and this is a perfect connection to it it is a lot for the neck to be held in this way for so many hours take a hand and just Hold your neck kindly for a minute. Imagine your hand is someone else's hand giving you support. Your neck is only the top part of your spine. It's connected to your spine. It wants connection. 
It wants support. So I will work a little more with this in today's movement and in tomorrow, but one simple offering. If you're aware of your neck, just as James said about struggling, don't try to fix it. You know, don't twist excessively or pull excessively. It's tired. It feels exposed. It's stressed. Before you sit, if you can lie on the floor, put your head down, rest. Do some lying motions that move the head. Or do the lying meditation for a minute, which may have been mentioned in groups. You can lie on your back. Knees bent. Oh, God. Forgot my waist belt for that. Hands up. Elbows on the floor. So you stay awake because your hands are up. But there your neck is supported. So give your neck some support. I look around and I see everyone going, be kind to your neck. Don't overstretch it because it's tired. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so um, so we'll this is on. so we'll have some uh, again some group interviews and uh, we'll um, I think we need some uh, practice leaders. So I don't know if was there who was signed? Is there a sheet that signed up? Is there a practice leader for this next uh, sitting? Did anybody sign up? Yes. Thank you. And uh, for the following sitting, the twelve o'clock sitting. Oh, great. Okay. So. We'll be doing interviews, and just uh, the people who are practice leaders um, will uh, end your sitting. Don't worry, you won't be stuck here forever. So, uh, yeah. Encourage them, they're in the heart of it. Yeah. And you're, a little, a little early what's that? Do I end it a little early or right on the time? Uh, end it like a minute early. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, you're right in the middle of the retreat. So this is where, you know, you've already started to settle down, maybe. If you didn't, that's okay. Don't judge yourself. But you're probably a little bit more settled than when you first got here. This is the time to really see as much as you can see, to be here for anything, good, bad, beautiful, ugly, it's okay. And when you have a wholesome state, just remember, it's okay to let yourself feel it and not to miss it. Okay, so um, walking or groups. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.